0: to discuss about tonight's episode and i know that everybody has been wondering the same thing and that's what we're here to give you guys and as you guys can obviously tell by the name of this episode we are here to talk about that new flash trailer that dropped just a few days ago during the super bowl <laughs> man let me tell you that has taken the roar by storm uh, in so much that you could say it maybe even overshadowed some other things i don't know
1: i i think that's definitely possible uh I th- I think it's safe to say, like, Marvel has, like, captured the, like, societal zeitgeist for, like, the last, I don't know. Ten since years? Since 2008. And uh, it's weird to see anything, especially, like, a kickoff of a whole phase, come in and just kind of, like, steal all the thunder from it. Yeah. And the love.
0: <laughs> we didn't need to make that reference. It's okay. Uh, it was right there. I I guess. Low-hanging fruit. We'll let it slide. Uh, Joe. Yes. You just saw the Flash trailer for the first time,
2: right? Sort of. When it came out, what was it, during the Super Bowl, Caleb? Yeah, it
1: came out during the Super Bowl, which is brilliant.
2: I was watching until I saw Michael Keaton, which I had no knowledge of because I don't mess around with DC. (laughs) And I immediately texted Caleb, that was Michael fucking Keaton, right? And I didn't watch from there out. So I watched the entire thing for the first time just a few minutes ago.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, you know, one day uh, it's going to be me, you, and a therapist. It's just going to be me with a different pair of glasses on, and we're, we're going diag- to <laughs> diagnose your, your deep seated, uh, unearned despise for DC Comics, and we're going to bring you over to uh, no, to the dark side. That is more appropriate. Unearned, got it. Yeah, yeah, got completely it. unearned. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, uh, what, what did you think of it, man? Yeah. Uh, did that, I mean, it, so, I mean, off mic, you said, you know, you want to see it. Is that purely from a Michael Keaton standpoint, or, or are you, very, or like, actually interested in the, the plot?
2: All you DC hoes have been talking about this all week, so I want to see am. what the hype was about.
1: <laughs> oh. Okay. I, I, mean, I mean, I like, I really like Flashpoint. As a matter of fact... I I left here that day and went home and watched the animated the Flashpoint Paradox. It's tremendous. Yeah, uh, I, I'm still calling it right now. Like uh, Michael Keaton is playing Thomas Wayne. He's not playing Bruce. There's no way.
0: That's a very that's a very bold call.
1: I, I'm, but you I'm, could be right. I'm like ninety percent. He's playing Thomas Wayne. I am only about thirty percent on my Martha Wayne uh, because I also predicted that when the hand. Mm-hmm. Comes up there, and the green paint is on it. Um, the The sleeve that's there is not similar to anything that Barry or anybody else is wearing, and I think that's Martha Wayne's hand. But it just seems odd to me that they would like. It seems tough to try to squeeze in uh, Martha Wayne Joker into this movie. There's so much going on.
0: If you think about it, um, at least in like the the five issue miniseries that is Flashpoint. She doesn't have a huge role; it's just like this huge thing that's dropped, and then brilliantly like if you want to know more, check out like the side issues uh and so I mean, maybe it's something like that
1: well, I mean obviously like the they don't have to give her like an arc if mm-hmm. like if uh if everything goes like it's supposed to go, then like that universe gets created at the beginning of the movie and destroyed at the end so like that they can just kind of leave it as a thread, I suppose, yeah.
2: So, guys, tell me the top three things in that trailer that's got you excited. Zod. Okay.
1: Number one. Because Michael Shannon, I mean, I, I, you guys know I have no love for Man of Steel whatsoever. But the, 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 the bright and shining center of that film is Michael Shannon as Zod. I mean, he nailed it. So, I'm very excited to see him return.
0: So, Zod is on the list for me. I mean for me personally, Michael Keaton as Batman is is number 1. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I you, you know I'm going to say this but this is not necessarily in the trailer but I, I the only thing I truly truly want from this movie is the the, the end with the letter. Mm-hmm. Uh are you familiar with with the Flashpoint? No. So, all right, so um spoilers for like a really old comic. <laughs> um at the end so it so in the in the Flashpoint comic, it's Thomas Wayne obviously after he changes, Barry uh, messes up the timeline. So when he comes to, he doesn't have his powers. Um, he went back in time, saved his mom, so he never became the Flash. Uh, instead of being killed in the alleyway, uh, uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne live, and Bruce is the one that gets shot and dies. So his dad is like a ruthless Batman used to be a doctor knows very easily like how to kill people and whatnot and he uses guns and all this
0: Martha becomes the joker and Martha
2: becomes the joker um, is I I hear Peter Parker Ben Riley that's what I hear going on here
1: so <laughs> kind of what happens here though is you see like uh, like Thomas Wayne ends up like helping the flash fix everything and and he ends up finding out like okay well in my universe like Bruce is still alive blah blah blah, blah. And so he sends a letter back to Bruce, and at the end, uh, after everything's resolved and everything, they're like in the Batcave, and the Flash hands him the letter, and like he takes the cowl off and like reads it, and you just in the animated movie you just kind of see like tears like hit the yeah. the letter. It's a very like emotional. Scene. Now it
2: sounds like the Notebook.
1: Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right,
1: but I yeah. think I think Flashpoint predates. The book that that movie is based off of, even so,
0: it's possible. I, I'm not familiar. I'm not intimately familiar with the Notebook, but I can tell you it is a uh, fantastic story. It is truly fantastic. It, it is a great story. Yeah, it's
2: flashpoint on the shelf here.
0: It is. This is actually oh, a chunk voice. <laughs> so I, I do have a uh, like the, just the six. The issue Cliff Notes version? Yes. I have the six-issue mini miniseries. And trade I'm, paperback. I'm looking
1: at like a
2: four-inch-thick book here. <laughs> the movie
1: is on HBO and The Plex. Believe uh, if me. If you just want to watch I movie. know
2: how big Four Inches is. So.
1: <laughs> we are already there, folks. That's right. We are, we, are, we are not even through the cold open, and it's already <laughs> off the rails. Y'all Shout got, out to you, Kevin. I'm We're doing this in your honor. Y'all apparently. got
0: me out late, so. Yeah, uh, You know, this is what happens. We knew what we were we signing up for. That's true. Uh was there anything that stood out in the trailer to you, Joe, that you liked or any kind of any feelings? Kind of Michael films? fucking
2: Keaton. <laughs> I'm a little older than y'all. I saw Batman 89 in the theaters. I was a teenager. I was two years you know, old. So, so I, yeah. I, I, there's, I, I'm not going to show it to y'all, but there's actually a picture of me wearing a freaking Batman shirt in 1989, excited for that movie to come out.
0: You know, you and I have something in common, because I'm pretty sure in 1989, I probably was wearing a Batman shirt, too. It was, it was a, like a onesie. It was a onesie. Batman <laughs> underoos.
1: Yeah. I, so, I think I saw Returns first, and then went back Same and thing. watched 89, but Forever was my favorite as a kid. But, I mean, that's like, I loved Robin, so Dick Grayson, you know, I was, it's always been my favorite, so that's that would be why. I love the dick, man. I just do.
2: Clearly. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I, I did not finish my list off, though. Kara uh, is actually number three. Uh, I'm also a big mm-hmm. fan of Kara. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Clark, but I am actually a p- pretty big Kara uh, El fan. Which
2: you sent out something on Facebook, or it was in one of our group chats, about her costume. Yes, and I saw that, and I thought you are like joking around. I was like, she wasn't in the trailer because I stopped watching after Michael Keaton. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually,
1: I didn't say this to you, but I think her costume is the best looking super Superman or Superwoman or Supergirl suit that we've gotten in any yeah. medium. That's what. You,
0: that's what you said mm. in that group chat. I, I mean, I had to take a closer look, but it just looks like Clark's suit from Man of Steel to me.
1: Well, it, it kind of does, but um it's got that where like the um and the the listeners can't see me. But the shoulder, like mm-hmm. the little pauldrons like it like the cape runs into them mm. and it like go the sleeve goes about halfway here. It just looks really, really good to me. Yeah. yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, um I thought it was really cool seeing her there too, and she looked badass in the trailer. And that yes. actress
1: is relatively unknown. Yeah, they pull in a Sa- marvel with this.
0: Yeah, Sasha Kale. I'm not familiar with uh, anything else she's been in, but, I mean, at least in the trailer, she looks looks solid. So I dig it. Uh, and, and then, like, I am curious, though. Like, I, I'm very surprised they're able to keep the lid on Michael Shannon being in this movie for so long.
1: I mean, really, like... Uh, me and you, you know, we, we're we all on, on all the, the, the whatever the, mm-hmm. the the comic book equivalent of a dirt sheet <laughs> is. And when the trailer hit that day, as soon as it came out, we watched it sitting right over there. And as soon as Michael Shannon and Zod, we both sat up because we both really like mm-hmm. his interpretation of Zod, and like there was not a peep. About him being in this movie, through and and it's been done filming for years. I mean, yeah, they kept such a lid on it. Um, In the Flashpoint story, uh, they've actually replaced Clark. So uh, in uh, the you know Flashpoint universe or whatever, uh, uh, instead of landing in Smallville. Uh, Clark's ship lands, like, right in the middle of Metropolis and kills, like, a ton of people. And they lock him in, like, a government facility where, like, the sun can't get to him. So he, and he's they blast like, him
0: with, like, red or, or red sun rays to keep him depowered.
1: Yeah, he's, like, super ultra skinny. He weighs, like, 80 pounds, has no powers or anything, and they bust him out of this, like, facility or whatever. So clearly they're using Kara instead of Clark yeah. for that, which I think is a is a good call.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially, like, and again, unless unless you want to once again get our hopes up and bring back Henry Cavill for that purpose, then <laughs> just, just let it go. Just <laughs> let it go, folks. I love
1: Henry Cavill as much as an ex-person, but just let it go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I thought the trailer was uh, fantastic. And, again, took so many people uh, by surprise, myself included. And one more thing about, like, the whole Zod thing, when I first... When we first get like that glimpse of Zod, uh, my penis didn't really wiggle uh, because I was like, you know, it's uh re-comped footage. Is, is y'all okay? Yeah, yeah, we're fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So because I, <laughs> I thought it was just like a, you know, repurposed footage, like old footage that just kind of re you know edited or, or utilized and then you see more and I'm like, oh no, this is new.
1: Yeah, when they swing the camera around and you see him on that ship with the turrets on the other side, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not in the movie. I just watched it like two weeks ago. Right. All right. So yeah. Pretty in cool chunks stuff. because it yeah. puts me to sleep. So <laughs> I just watching like twenty minute intervals.
0: Uh well, you know, I can say something that will not put you guys to sleep is uh it's Ant Man three. Could you guys imagine going to sleep on a two hour Disney ride?
1: <laughs> is that, uh yeah, so here we are Here
0: we are, so we'll go ahead and bring this thing in proper uh, homies. Reading of the rules <laughs> Yes, homies one and all, welcome back to a very special episode of the Superhero Homies Podcast My name is Quentin and today I'm here with two very esteemed colleagues The good homie Caleb and What the, up? And the good homie Joe Glad to be here Glad to have you guys here to help me review the first movie in Marvel Phase 5, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. This may technically be the longest title movie in the MCU.
1: Uh, It's definitely possible, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, But with that being said, you did mention, Caleb, the reading of the rules, and those rules are as follows. The first portion of this review will be spoiler-free, so if you have not seen Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, no worries. This first portion will be spoiler-free, and we will give you guys details on what we liked and didn't like without actually spoiling any plot details for you. Then there will be a distinct notion or break in the middle of this episode where we will notify you guys that we are moseying on over to the spoiler-filled section, and you will receive another notification again That is your time to leave if you don't want to be spoiled. Otherwise, stick around for the ride. Now that we have read the rules, let's go ahead and get into this thing. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I'm not going to say that entire name all night. Good grief. We don't have that kind of time.
1: Is there an acronym we could make? Be like A M A T W Q. (laughs) No, no, It doesn't doesn't really roll off the tongue. Ant Man three, yeah, Ant Man
0: three, yeah. Ant family, no, Uh, no, Ant the third, (laughs) the third, Uh, Kang one, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, we must be, well, okay, yeah, all
0: right, uh, yeah. So, but with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and 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 kick this off proper. I want to get your guys's. Uh, vague, spoiler-free thoughts. What did you guys think of this movie? Everybody's looking at me.
2: <laughs>
1: hey, man, you're, you're like the guest guest here, so, you know.
2: What did I think without spoiling it?
1: Yeah, no spoilers.
2: This is tough.
1: It is tough. Yeah, this is the hardest part of, the, of doing this, yeah.
2: Um, did you like it? Did you not like it? I did not like the first 30 or so minutes at all. Once Kang showed up, it got way better for me. Overall, though, it's still a F for me. Six out of ten.
1: Oh, wow. Oof. It's right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. Is that right. too early?
2: Sorry. No, it's uh, okay. That's fine. It's
1: yeah. okay. You, you can say what you want. Yeah. Swing away. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I don't um, – Six out of ten is still above average, right? No, I <laughs> – I I obviously liked it a little more than you, but I'm more into, like, like, so this movie has very, very big influences from two properties, right, that I'm a fan of, which one of being Star Wars and the other one being Rick and Morty. It's all over the place. Like, one of the writers, I believe, actually wrote on Rick and Morty season three and four. Um, You definitely can feel that in the movie. If you're a fan of that show, you're going to see some things that are very reminiscent of a Rick and Morty scene. Uh, and and even some stuff that's a little wackier than a Rick and Morty scene typically is, and and I think that that is uh, <laughs> that's a high bar, right? Uh, uh, there's also um, you can tell that there's heavy Star Wars influence <clears throat> in this yeah, for sure, uh, and, I, and I mean that in a good way. Um, but once again, you know that's going to be uh, that's going to vary, you know, to each viewer whether uh, whether they're like this is a uh, an intricate kind of homage or whether this is just blatant. You know, I altered my homework a little bit. Please, please don't, uh, please don't pick up on that. So,
0: uh, yeah, I thought that this movie is, uh, better than what a lot of reviews online are saying. Agreed. But I also completely understand why the reviewers are saying what they are saying, uh, Ant-Man three is not the first movie to do all the tropes or make all the mistakes that is made, but it's to the point now where people are kind of tired of seeing the MCU make these same mistakes and use these same tropes. At least that's the way it comes out to me. So I, I think that that's probably like my biggest takeaway in terms of like what this movie did wrong. Uh, <clears throat> but in terms of what I liked about it, I think one thing that everybody agrees with across the board uh Jonathan Majors as Kang, he's great.
1: I mean, yeah, I I actually, um, I loved Jonathan Majors. I mean, I loved him as uh, He Who Remains Mm. back in in Loki, and and he was fantastic here. Um, I got to say, too, that, like, the first two acts I really enjoyed. Uh, And, like, I I felt like maybe they weren't going to, make a lot of those mistakes in the in especially in the first act i felt like they were gonna maybe not go marvel formula with this one they definitely broke the ant-man formula which is nice Mm -hmm. i'd (laughs) say this is the best ant-man movie hands down like i don't think there's competition there but um yeah and then in the third act they just said fuck it and and just did what they always do so
0: yeah yeah um I think I'm actually more with Joe on this one. Like I did not care for the first act at all. It got to the point where I was just waiting. Like, okay, where's Kang? Thank you. <laughs> Come save us, Kang, please. please. <laughs> uh, so let's kind of like get into some of the meat and potatoes, uh, for the homies here. So clearly we like Kang. Now I want to say something that is probably divisive here, uh, amongst us. Um, I did not like Cassie in this movie. Uh, To me, she had... She had, I guess, what would you call it? She had the the child protagonist syndrome to like the nth degree where she's bratty and obnoxious and assumes this fake moral high ground to undercut her dad and it just got, ex- and it, it, start, it starts from the beginning, and it goes almost all the way throughout. And then, you know, you get the miraculous turnaround, maybe in the third act. I It was just, it was it was a lot, and I was just tired of it. Uh, this is the first time I didn't like the character in the MCU. And I don't think that it's entirely the actress's fault, but the writing for her was just combative just for the sake of being combative to me.
1: He doesn't like child actors at all.
2: I mean, he's, he's spot on, though, on this one, for sure.
1: <clears throat> I, um, I, I, I'm going to dissent. I, uh, <laughs> so here's the thing, and I agree, with, I agree with you guys to an extent here. Early on, mm-hmm. when she first kind of starts to introduce herself, I'm trying to dodge every, yeah. all, any spoilers here. Right. When, she, when she first starts going down that road, I thought it was really good. I actually really like – she has a speech early on in the movie – with her father and I I actually really loved it because yeah she was spot on with what she was saying but then like as the movie goes on you can't like it, it's almost like she had this like uh she she was naive right like to the point where it's just like blind optimism and that doesn't work uh because they they broke a a, a commandment that like they're expecting us to just forget everything that Cassie Lang has been through that we have watched her go through. And they even reference these, some of these events in the movie, Mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah, this happened to this happened. It's like, yeah. So like what made you into this like blind kind of optimist that I mean, so like I said, early in the movie, I thought it was really well done. And then it just kind of gets laid on thick throughout the rest of the film. Like she doesn't have an arc. I feel like she's the same character at the end that she is in the beginning.
0: Yeah. And I I really thought that they were going to do a lot more with her throughout this movie, so I was a bit disappointed that what we got with her was just kind of this self-contained arc that kind of sort of resolves itself but doesn't.
1: Yeah. And it's almost like they listened to your review of Ant-Man 2 because Hope got, like, nateried in this, and uh, (laughs) she's only there to fire blasters at things and react.
0: Yeah, that's, that's very true. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, so, so there's like, uh, how many of them are, are there? Uh, the five, it technically, you know, like we got like kind of our, our, our leading, our Ant-Man family, as, as I call oh, it. Oh, damn it. <laughs> the Ant-Fam. And, uh, you know, with the Ant-Fam, yeah, I, I would say that really only two of them have anything kind of to do. And that would be Scott and, uh, to a much lesser degree, I think Cassie. You can you can well, make an argument for, for maybe Janet. Yeah, I was going to say, Janet had
1: a pretty, I thought, a pretty strong role in this movie.
0: Well, no, she she was there to not exposit.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> that's true. I, I think once they, I think early in the movie, yeah, that was a little annoying. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, we're in a situation where you probably should exposit, mm-hmm. and you're just holding on to stuff because the plot doesn't call for you to reveal it
0: yet. There's never any time in these situations. Yeah. You guys know this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're in a place where you literally have infinite time. And there's no time. For me to briefly explain to you what's going on. But I am right. going to in a minute. Yeah. And yeah.
0: you just wait.
2: You just wait, yeah. Yeah, everybody's, everybody's just waiting for some information from her. Please. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's yeah. been, I mean, coming back from the quantum realm. How long... They've been there long enough for everybody right. to age up and whatever. And you know what? We need to sit down and have a little chat, Aunt Fam. No, that never happened.
0: Yeah, like, like none of that. And you think, like, especially with, like, uh, all of the travels or adventures that various members of the Avengers get up to, you would want to be like, hey, so when it comes to this certain thing, you probably don't want to do this. Forbidden because, fruit, yeah. forbidden fruit. Please. Right. Right. Yeah, no. That she was like, no. PTSD, I guess. She's she's not going back. She ain't doing that. Uh what you guys think about the uh the kind of the pacing of this movie? Was this movie well paced to you guys at all? Or
1: I think there is definitely uh so from the trailers, you can tell that Kane gives Ant-Man a mission in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think from the moment that he does get the mission, which is Halfway or maybe over halfway through the film, right. uh, which I I thought was interesting, right? Like because when you watch the trailer, you think like that's going to happen like the first ten minutes, mm-hmm. and then the whole movie is going to be the mission, which is what I meant by like some of the tropes they did avoid and like yeah. uh, because that's how like Ant Man one and two both went. It's like there's a heist, and then we spend the whole movie doing the heist, right? And um, I'm kind I'm, I'm I'm not kind of glad. I'm really glad they did not go that way uh, this time. But I think from that moment until the you know giant third act, hurrah at the end, like we always have. uh, I think between there it it was it was poorly paced. But I think that the rest of it was I didn't mind.
0: Yeah. Uh, What about you, Joe?
2: Uh, Let me think. I wasn't crazy about the first act. So, as far as the pacing, I wish that we could throw the whole first act out, honestly, or really minimize that thing. Mm. And then we could expand some other things or make things balance out a little towards the middle and end. But I, yeah, it was all off to me. The all, movie
1: has a crisp runtime for a, a modern Marvel film two hours and five minutes. I'll give
2: it that. Yeah, I looked at my watch and I'm, two hours right ahead.
0: My bad. Yeah, I'm
1: not mad at that runtime. No. That was like the only thing I liked about Venom too. Is like it, that was that movie was like an hour forty minutes. Yeah, it gets in, does its thing, and gets out. Like it's not it's not ever <laughs> staying. It's welcome. It didn't have one with me to begin with, but right. You know, at least I wasn't there for three hours.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, that. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess for me, like the pacing, uh it 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 was noticeably. Again, I, I agree with you, Joe, on this one. It was noticeably. Uh, stressing me in like the first act of this, I'm like, can we please just get to something here? And you know, again, like without really spoiling anything, it was like between the time we get like you know to the to the quantum realm uh, of, of section of Disney World up until like the the big back threat really starts to approach, it's like Star Wars. Like if, if you paint out the Ant Man characters. And you just kind of see some of the interactions or, or workings of like these background characters. I'm like, this could be a Star Wars project. It's visual overload in the first mm-hmm. act.
2: See,
1: I actually really enjoyed all of that. And maybe, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just like me liking those properties that I mentioned earlier that it was like <laughs> heavily referencing. Uh, but yeah, I, I actually didn't mind that. I, I thought that some of those visuals were incredible. And, and my favorite shot of the whole movie is definitely in the third act, and it definitely involves Kang, and we'll talk about it in the spoiler section. But mm. there's one shot in there that is like a, uh, I'm sure you probably saw it, it's like a Zack Snyder quality, like just incredible shot.
0: Yeah, so, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, let's talk just a little bit here about the tone of this movie. We know that MCU, they typically have been branded as having like a certain tone, quote unquote, uh, but how would you guys feel the tone played out in this movie? I
1: did not hate it actually. Um, th- there were some jokes in there, of course, because it's a Marvel movie. Um, but the characters that are typically joking are already jokey characters. Like mm-hmm. they're all, they are comic relief characters. Like Kang was not out here cracking jokes, right. which would have been unacceptable, right? But would have totally been some shit that they've done, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. And and honestly. Um, you know, one of the things that that uh, you guys really harped on in your review of the second one, and and I also agree with, is like there was a lot of um, you know Scott Lang just being completely inept in the second movie. We we get a little bit of that in this movie, but it is nowhere near the severity that it was in that movie. Yeah, and there are some really like sincere moments with him, and honestly, there's some really great acting moments with Paul Rudd as well. I mean. Paul Rudd has never been a bad leading man. That's never been the mm-hmm. criticism of the franchise. The criticism of the franchise has been that they are just depending on that to hold it up. Yeah. But I, like I said, I think this is the best Ant Man movie, so I, I, I didn't mind the tone.
2: It was, it was you, Joe? Too corny for me. Mm. Way too corny. And I realize Ant Man is one of the ones that they can insert that stuff into. He's always been the goofball of if of all the Avengers, but. Yeah. We're talking about fucking Kang, man. Right. It, and and how, that, how how are you going to balance that this level of villain with Cornball leading man as you stated?
1: That was always there. I mean, that was always the thing that I think everybody was worried about. It's like you're going to introduce him in Ant-Man.
2: Well, mm-hmm. there's a way to handle that and we'll talk about it in the spoiler section. Yeah. And, and it didn't happen. That's true.
1: <laughs> I may have may have uh, predicted it right here in this chair. some time ago.
0: Yeah, we definitely got to get there. Uh, I
1: can't say anymore because the mouse will come after me.
0: He will come after you relentlessly. Yeah. (laughs) He will find you. (laughs) And that's a very particular set of skills. Uh, I think for me, the tone... So here's the thing. Out of all the issues I had with the first act, the tone actually really wasn't one of them because... I mean, listen, they didn't really take it seriously, and there was no reason for me to take it that serious either. Uh, but I do like the fact that Kang just undercuts all of the humorous bullshit. Like There are no jokes when he's on screen. Like He's not joking around, and yep. he means what he says, and he does not like repeating himself, you get the feeling. Uh, but I think also with that, one of my favorite like, tonal moments did come late in the third act. And um, there were some other things that happened around it that maybe I didn't like so much. But one of my favorite tonal, tonal sh- scenes does come from uh, the, the third act of the movie. Uh, you guys know that I'm, I'm really big on like the, the personal moments. Yes. And, uh, and, and we get a pretty cool one here. Uh, were there any, anything about like the, uh, the, the music or the scoring that uh, stood out to you guys?
1: I can't really give the movie credit for this because I didn't realize it until the end credits. But when the end credits were going up, I was like, man, I really like the main theme here. But I didn't pick up on it all during the movie, so I don't know if it gets credit for that or not. But, you know, we've talked about this a little bit. It's like, when it's a really good score, like, you don't necessarily need to be able to pick it out, you know? that You don't absolutely have to be like, oh, man, that's a great track because... I mean, obviously, if you're engrossed in what you're seeing, then Mm -hmm. the music is just there to reinforce that. So um, I I didn't come across anything that I didn't like as far as the music.
2: Yeah, that was a feeling I got, too. Like, nothing stood out as super memorable, so it it obviously blended well. But, yeah, I I was sitting here kind of on the way here like, what am I going
0: to say about the music?
2: Yeah, yeah. Nothing stands out to me, really. So...
0: Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you two. I, I think maybe with like one small difference, it's like for me, good music in a movie is like, the bar is like, uh, you know, like uh, you look at like the Dark Knight trilogy, you know, with like Hans Zimmer, like anything with him, and it's like, it's probably going to be a banger. And, and like, you're you, you, you going to notice it, but it's going to also enhance your experience. And uh, I think that like most good scores, yeah, they, they blend in, and you really don't tend to notice anything uh, weird about it. Uh, I'll say this. I love Danny Elfman. I'm glad he wasn't on this movie. Uh, that would have been a, uh, a weird treat, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he would have definitely had some, uh, some, some fun moments with this movie.
1: That's true. Yeah. yeah. They almost could have had John Williams do it. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, agreed.
0: Uh, let's talk a little bit here about the action. This is a superhero movie. Uh, how, what do you guys think about the action here?
1: I actually thought that this movie did a good job of not devolving into just mindless, mush action. Uh, even in the third act, which I did think was overblown, um, there were some parts where that happens. But for the most part, i got to say that I actually um, I really appreciated the action in this movie. We don't get a lot of the... Uh, Ant-Man 1, I'm going to throw a train at you nonsense that we've got before which, which not saying it works in that movie yep. and it works in Civil War um, but uh, I mean we're in the quantum realm here and it's a different thing I, th- I think the fighting was a lot more visceral than anything we've ever seen Ant-Man involved in
2: see I, I felt like a lot of the a lot of the action scenes were repetitive mm. you have three characters now utilizing the same power Right. oh you're not wrong yeah. so i it was a little bit of I eh, just saw him do that now she's doing that
0: yeah we and that that is true, we do get that, and um there's also like a lot of fighting in the background going on in certain scenes as well, and uh I don't know like it it almost it's almost to the point now we like seeing in this case a literally faceless army of minions fighting against the resistance. I'm just kind of over it. Right. <laughs> it's like a chase scene. Yeah, it's You'd like be a okay chase if you
1: didn't see one ever again. And
0: we we may or may not have got one of those in this movie as well. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's there's um there's just too many times where like a a, a character finds like a random gun or blaster mm-hmm. or whatever and they suddenly are able to kill everyone else in the room with it.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> or or that but happens
1: way too much in in all modern cinema.
0: Or, you know, going back to, like, uh, the chase scene, like, how do this control works? And then 30 seconds later, they're dipping and diving and, you know. Yeah.
1: I mean, he is a genius.
0: He just downloaded the app. That's oh, okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. like a Neo Matrix thing. Like, they just, you just got to download the schematics for that particular vehicle and then you're good.
0: It, all I'm saying is that, like, if we're being chased by, like, you know, a, a group of mercenaries and we get into a helicopter and y'all say, Q, fire up the helicopter we might not make it. <laughs> <We're> not <going laughs> but to we might. Yeah. <laughs> but we might. Get, get the app out. Get, get <laughs> yeah. Hold them off, guys. I'm downloading the PDF right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, before we mo- uh, go on to, the, uh, to give our final thoughts and scores and then do the spoiler field session, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Um. Oh, there are two post-credit scenes by the way so if you guys want to see all of them stick around to the very end
1: two post-credit scenes and in breaking from Marvel uh, kind of tradition usually like the mid-credit scene is like important to a future movie or show and then the one at the very end is typically like a ha ha kind of jokey whatever scene but that is not the case this time you are going to want to stay for both of them because I'd say they're both relevant
0: yeah um yeah, neither one of them made me wiggle, but uh, I mean, I I do, I do like the fact that neither one of them were just comedic spoofs throw, throwaways.
1: Well, I knew the second one was not going to do it for you.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. For obvious reasons, we'll get to yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I liked it. Damn it. Um, yeah, and, and like, th- there's so much more I want to say about this movie. Like things that like I like, and things that man just really irked me. Uh, but we got to get to the spoiler field section but I guess one more thing before we do that I'll go ahead and drop this right here and now uh I, I have no problem saying this this is also in the trailers I fucking hate Modoc <laughs> <laughs> oh man just, just to pieces just yeah uh
1: did uh I would have liked that, that is one thing I want to ask yeah. what what percentage of the humor in this movie landed with you
0: Generously thirty percent. Joe? Ten?
1: That's that's actually more than I thought you might say. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I'm probably around forty. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was I was I was laughing at some of it. and, and even some of the Modoc stuff, I thought. Not all though. Mm-hmm. I it was it was definitely uh it, it's really funny. Uh so uh we were talking about like uh early early in the movie, Joe actually <laughs> leans over and is like, this is some Phantom Menace bullshit. And I said, well, there's nobody in this movie that's as annoying as Jar Jar yet. <laughs> and then when MODOK shows up, I was like, there's your Jar Jar. Oh,
2: that happened. The- <laughs> I, I was going to bring that up if you didn't. If
1: <laughs> <laughs> but oh. I, I did not hate 100% of mm-hmm. the MODOK stuff. Some of the MODOK stuff uh, was, was, was good, and then some of it was like, I could, you take 50% of the MODOK out, and, I, and I'd be like, yeah, MODOK was dope. But, no, that it, it way overstayed uh, his welcome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, oh, I guess one more thing really quick, and then we do our scores and move on here, and that is uh, what you guys think of the visuals?
1: I thought the, like, compared to, like, the visual effects we've been getting in Phase 4, mm-hmm. fucking solid. Like, very, like, most of it did not look unfinished uh, at all. Like, uh, I, I thought that all of the CG and the effects, like, Nothing very few things were just like, oh my god, that's just mind blowing. Yeah. There there are a couple visuals, but I didn't notice anything where I was like, "Oh, they needed to run this through the VFX shop again." Like Except we, for like Modog. Yeah. No, I think they intentionally made him look like
0: that. But <laughs> well, it's not the design that I have a problem with. It's Okay, so that he doesn't even look like he belongs. He he it looks like they just stretched, it, stretched Corey Stahl's <laughs> face and superimposed it on like the CG square. And, and like it doesn't even look, it, it looks like something a 13 year old could do.
1: He, he looks like a Snapchat filter.
0: Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he he re, really re, does. Guys, remember like the old Quiznos commercials with like the rat? <laughs> That's kind of what Modoc looks like. I, I do
2: think it's intentional though, just to make it cornier
1: yeah yeah i think I think mm. it's very intentional
0: like it it
1: could be they they know it looks like
0: that yeah, Joe, what do you think about the visuals? I agree with
2: Caleb i mean everything everything looked pretty pretty good if you're in that sort of thing you know mm-hmm. the first thirty minutes again i mean it was like a skittles bag exploded <laughs> on the screen so I'm not into that sort of thing, but yeah, the, mm-hmm. it, nothing looked like unfinished, like Caleb said.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I'm in the same boat. I think that I would have like, I didn't, I didn't mind the visuals actually. I was just very happy that I couldn't point out obvious green screens, you know, uh, right. like I could in some some previous Marvel products. Like if I had to nitpick, I would say. They're, I could say like some of the actors are definitely being told you stand on that fucking cue and you don't move from that spot. Because they were like still a statues in just some moments. I'm like, why are you so there's a lot going on right now. You should be, you know, dipping and diving, moving. Uh or maybe they just had to stand there to get the cool superhero shot.
1: They're doing that, I'm trying to get my balance pose Yeah. In, yeah. For like way too long. <laughs> Uh give me something between Living Person and Cyberpunk NPC. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cyberpunk <laughs> NPC. Uh
0: but I think I would have I would have appreciated the visuals in this movie more if if less superhero movies leaned on them so much. Like even though Love and Thunder did it to a much lesser degree, uh, they still did something similar in terms of like the visual effects, you know, like so i just feel like we kind of consistently get movies that have fully cg models, fully cg backgrounds uh have, you know and it's just i don't know if we got less of it when we did get it and when it's done well it mean more for me
1: you definitely notice when you watch something like uh you know like a house of the dragon or mm-hmm. last of us or lord of the rings or anything like that where So many practical effects are being used, and you have like real sets that the actors are working on. Those stand out now so much because we get so much of this, where it's like you can tell they're just in a volume or or whatever. And I I don't know if they used a volume for this movie, but I would imagine so. It seems like it would have made it a lot easier.
0: Yeah, and and also again, like whenever they do, typically tend to use that. At least like with like the Mandalorian, it doesn't look like it's a, a CG you know, green screen. I mean, because technically it's not. Right. But it it looks like, now nah, Pedro Pascal's with that green puppet on the desert. Yeah.
1: Well, well, that puppet is real. <laughs> so.
0: It's a real puppet. It's like a $5 million <laughs> yeah. puppet. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, it doesn't use the force, but it's there other than uh, that. It, it might. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's true. I've never held it. I don't yeah. want to pick that thing up. <laughs> that's <laughs> above my price range. Right.
0: Well, that being said, just let's give our score and then talk about some spoilers.
1: This man uh, dropped
0: his. Sorry, on set. Yeah. Oh though. no, that that is fine. You got it off your chest, and I, 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 yeah, I appreciate that. Has it changed between now? Yeah, and then? I
2: might drop this. I don't know. Was, <laughs> so say you can change it.
1: This, this is where you got you to lock it in now, though. It's you know you can't change it after final, right now. Final answer, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We have to send it into the mouse.
0: There we go. Yeah, so you sticking with the six? It might be a five. Oh. All right, and. uh bullet point me, what, what you like and didn't like. Uh, we getting into spoilers now? No, uh, no, no yet, not no, yet. yet yeah. Yeah. Okay, soon, gotcha,
2: gotcha.
1: Soon, soon. Um, I am going to give it a seven. Um, I think it is better than most of Phase 4. And when I say most of, I'm taking, uh, let's see, uh, I'd say Hawkeye. Uh, Spider-Man, obviously, Doctor Strange, and What If are all superior to this. Everything else in Phase 4, maybe Miss Marvel, uh, uh, is above it, but everything else in Phase 4, I would say, is below this. Um, and that just, but that's not like a high bar, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give this a seven. Some of it landed, some of it didn't. Um... Great villain not a a million percent on how he was handled, but we'll get to that in just mm-hmm. a bit. Um, yeah, that's where i'm that's where I'm sticking uh, uh, right around a seven. I, I enjoyed the film overall
0: yeah uh I'm gonna give this a, a six five. Uh, I thought that this movie uh, like you said Caleb uh it definitely to me seemed to be a better effort than most of what we got last phase. And I do like that you can tell they, they tried, you know? Right. Uh, they, they tried to take Scott more seriously after clearly throwing that book out the window for yes. Ant-Man 2. Right.
1: <laughs> well, and this also feels like they are building something. Mm-hmm. Whereas Phase 4 was so disjointed and scattered. Right. This, this feels like they the Chapter 1 of Phase 5.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, so let's go ahead here, homies. We're going to go ahead and let you guys know. Now is the moment where we are going to uh, just riff a little bit as you guys get yourself situated. Because now, if you haven't seen the movie, this is the time when you pause. And we're going to go over here to the uh, the land of spoilers. Uh, whereas most of this movie felt like a Disneyland ride, we're going to spoiler land. And that's where this podcast would feel like a giant spoiler, because that's what it is.
1: Yeah, if you haven't seen the movie yet, you can pop over to Entertainment Evolved and listen mm. to uh, all of our Last of Us coverage. Yes. Uh, you know, and that'll just make time fly by until you actually can get to the theater and see this movie, so.
0: I mean, yeah, especially if you guys are going to wait for, you know, the rest of the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Joe, have you seen any of The Last of Us yet? I watched the first one. What'd you think?
2: I'll get around to watching the second one. <laughs>
1: Is that a positive? Like, I, I don't know.
2: I'm not in love with it. Okay. 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 All right. I, it's interesting enough for me to watch second episode. That's gotcha. about it, right? So far. Um, I remember I have no connection with yeah. the game, so
1: yeah, I, I cannot wait. Uh, you got to get caught up before the end of the season, this, so I can get you on to talk about one. But yeah, uh, uh, so far, like everybody I've had on, has been like a huge mega fan of the games. But that changes this week, because my Lauren. guest this week is Lauren, and she has less exposure to it than I do. Like, her knowledge of the of it lives and dies with the show. Like, she doesn't know anything about the games. And uh, so that's going to be an interesting perspective, yeah. because so far it's been, like, me who thought the games were mad and loves the show, and then, like, a complete fanboy of the games on the other side of me um, has been every episode thus far. So
0: I have been one of them. Yeah, yes. so...
1: So yeah. Uh, So
0: that means that you're going to have to explain to her why she hates Last of Us Part Two. Then
1: Uh, I think we're probably just not going to do that. I'm not going (laughs) to. I'm not going to spoil my guest on what happened. Right. I'm just going to hope she hasn't been turning it off when we when we say turn the episode off every week.
0: I'm just going to send her some Cliff Notes. Here's what she say when when he asked about Last of Us Part (laughs) Two.
1: I will tell you if if you if you get really get into the show. Um, Unless they severely depart from the games, like you're going to watch maybe one episode of season two and you're going to be like, bloop, and turn it right off. Really? It's real bad, Mm -hmm. yeah. The second game is Last Jedi level, terrible.
0: Yeah, It's, yeah, not good. Joe, every time I think I got a, a good read on you, I realize that I don't. So, like, what are, like, you don't have to, like, put them in any kind of order, but what are, like, three of your top favorite TV shows? All time? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the
2: Shield. Number one. Oh, yeah, that, Easy. That's, that's the greatest show to really? be on TV. Of all time. Yeah. And then I can name several things on Netflix like Stranger Things.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that's See, I would never peg you as being like a big fan of Stranger Things. I love Stranger Things.
2: Yeah, it's tremendous. Cobra Kai is one of my favorites.
0: I wouldn't have pegged you as being a Cobra Kai fan. He's absolutely. the person got me into Cobra Kai. Oh. <laughs> I absolutely. I
2: will watch and re-watch that. No joke. Wow. Every season every season every season okay
1: so uh not this weekend like not not like tomorrow but the following weekend is Atlanta Comic Con all four of the hobbits are going to be there and i would have gone but like a photo with them is like $350 Oh. but all the Cobra con stars are going to be like all the main yeah, people yeah, are i saw be there.
2: William Zabka on there all, all of them
1: yeah. like uh, are going to be there so yeah
2: that's i mean that's something we should have done I know. when we went to Dragon Con a few years ago mm. Hung yeah, out with Jake the
1: Snake that day instead of because they
2: were right next to him. Remember? Yeah, the, the booth was right next to. Them. I just,
1: I, I'm glad we went to the Jake the Snake. That was that's no, no, no.
2: I, I, I'm, we're good with that, but we should have done more.
1: Yeah, maybe they'll come back this year.
0: So. Maybe. Well, yeah, you've missed like the past two, or three Dragon Cons, Joe. No, come on now. I mean, yeah, two maybe. Well, okay, so they they didn't have it one year, so I, I'll give you I'll give you a pass for that one. Twenty
1: twenty, they didn't have. Yeah. So twenty twenty one was like half a Dragon Con because that was like the pandemic Con and it was not great for anyone. Uh, and then twenty two was Twenty-two. this most yeah. recent yeah. one, and it was it was kind of the bomb.com, Not gonna lie, yeah, not none of that dot net or dot org <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you but told this me year, that
2: I was a little shocked.
1: This year though, man, we're long. walking distance from the from the festivities, So, um, you know.
2: And I'll tell y'all, and you may not know this, Q, But my son's been playing football. And I'm I'm coaching, and it right. just happens to be around the same time. Yeah, but we'll see.
1: Just pack up the whole football team. That's right. Oh, and doing, that'll be I ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> just bring
2: them all down. Put them in there. the parade. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. not, I'm not doing that. But I'll if I if I come, maybe maybe I can pull a Thursday Friday type deal like I've done in the past too. Yeah, at least Way get cool. something in. Yeah.
1: yeah, we'll definitely be covering Dragon Con when that comes out. Because, well, like from a comic book perspective, these last two years, I mean, we've they've been we've, great. It's been the jackpot. That Spider Man panel that yes. had like oh. every everybody that's not Stan Lee that's ever worked on Spider Man right. was on that panel. That's she, worth a damn. She,
0: you would have loved that. They had like uh, Mark Bagley was there. Uh, uh, he really likes
1: Chick Fil A, by the way.
0: <laughs> there is a story behind that. Apparently, uh, Jerry Conway. Uh, was there? Uh, you know, he got who qu- uh, killed uh, Gwen Stacy, um, and also uh, oddly enough created uh, Jason Todd, um, and then
1: uh, yeah, little little well uh, little known guy Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah, I about to say there. Bendis was there. Yeah, yeah. and he uh, told us Peter Parker is Jewish.
0: When that's Canada. <laughs> right? He did say that. Yeah. <laughs> did he really? Yeah, he said no. Oh, Peter's Jewish. Yeah. Like, oh shit! I mean, Bendis said it, so. Yeah,
2: it's canon now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. Bendis didn't start this. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I guess out of everyone there in terms of like seniority, it'd be, it had to be Jerry Conway who has like the most say in terms of that. Yeah. You know, Um. I wonder how he feels also. Cause it's like, man, he killed Gwen Stacy, and man, she stayed dead for a long time. <laughs> and then, you know, now she's kind of sort of back, multiverse shit. So I don't know. I, I wonder about stuff like that. But it, it was a really interesting, like, discussion they had. And they, they disagreed on some stuff, like, about the number of spider people. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, the like, should Spider-Man uh, be young forever or do we let him grow up? Right, like, right. there were, like, a lot of really interesting uh, debates.
1: Yeah. And then the year before that, like, we went upstairs and Chris Claremont's just chilling. <laughs> yes. And, like, yeah. this man had near infinite time uh, with,
2: with Claremont. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Q-pop for that. For mm-hmm. sure.
1: Yeah. It was it was wild,
2: man. That was fantastic.
1: Yeah.
2: It was great. Just sitting there waiting on you. He was just Yeah,
0: yeah. He was yeah. And you know, um you think I'd have better practice at this, but like it happened when I met Chris Claremont and then last year when I met Jim Starlin, I didn't know what to ask. Really? <laughs> yeah. Choked twice. Yeah. Uh-uh. Starlin was cool though, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was right, he was way cool. Yeah. I'll get him next time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's been time enough, folks. So, we're going to go ahead and talk about some spoilers. So, if you're still here, then we just assume that you guys want to be spoiled. You bunch of brats. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, let's go ahead and get into this. And
1: he does mean that sexually.
0: <laughs> All right. So, let's talk about Kane the Conqueror, uh, why he was cool, and where they fucked up.
1: Uh, why he was cool? Because Jonathan Majors, uh, and because he was menacing and terrifying, When he wasn't cool was when uh, all the Ant-Man people have plot armor suits, and then they fucking killed him like a two-bit villain. Uh, Man, I I cannot tell you how excited I was when Ant-Man didn't go through the portal. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, please, please let the last shot of this movie be Cassie Lang staring through that portal. And fucking Kang just tosses the, uh, the broken Ant-Man helmet through. Oh. Like, or, or, like, glimpses through there and, like, sees him, like, kill mm-hmm. her dad. But... Absolutely. Rather than take a risk and do anything that I asked them to do, they fucked it up. <laughs> this movie would be, like, an 8.5 for me if he had killed Scott Lang there at the end.
0: Yeah. If they had stuck that landing... If they had got that ending down Right This could have been something that felt heavy They know they didn't do shit Because they
1: literally ended the movie With the same montage that they started it with Which tells me that you know That not fucking anything happened
0: Yeah Yeah I mean And and that's like the truth of the matter Because it's like If you're like I don't know Scott Lang's neighbor And you you just talk to him Hey man how's it going He could tell you the same shit he always tells you Like nothing's really changed (laughs) Yeah uh yeah, I really enjoyed Jonathan Majors again. Like he undercut the uh you know the the humor. There was none of that. And again, it was so serious. Um just like you Caleb, like it was so obvious when like he comes out and he's disintegrating these no-name poor r- rebels uh but as soon as like the the Ant Fam steps up, oh man, like they they've got protection uh which is never explained or talked about. I, I didn't even like how he got trampled and overran by fucking ants. Yeah, can, he's got future tech, but can we get him a can of rage? Like, what in the hell?
1: I was living in that scene, man.
2: Yeah, I about Waldo?
1: like the moment when um when Scott picks him up and slams him into the building, though I actually really liked that, mm-hmm. and I was like, what if Kang just fucking kills him right here? Like he he does gets a good little fight in and gets killed. I also that moment where uh, they're both like huge and like run towards each other yeah. and like, do the big hug or whatever, I totally was like, okay, right here is what's going to happen. Boom. They're going to break that hug, yeah. and one of those fucking blasts from Kang is going to go right through Scott's chest, right. and he's just going to like bleed out and cast his arm. No. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's so many places they could have done it, and I don't hate like, Ant-Man or anything. It's just that this is one of those... Points where, from a literary, like from a storytelling standpoint, like this was the most effective way to introduce Kang would be to have him show up and do what he says he has done and kill an Avenger. Like, according to him, he's killed a bunch of Thors. Right. And you want to tell me that he can't beat <laughs> Scott Fucking Lang? Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
2: what about Michael Douglas's old ass? Kill him. To so kill somebody. Somebody. Yeah, Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, and was, like there is so many things that didn't add up. Where like. To help the movie, I was like giving it, you know, the the benefit of the doubt. Like, why didn't he kill? So you don't want to give Cassie back. What purpose does she serve you if you keep her? And I'm like, well, you know, in the comics, there's a version of him that falls in love with Cassie. Maybe that. No, uh, that's I'm so just, glad I
1: didn't go that route. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That would have been a little weird. <laughs> uh, like, and then I was like, when he had Janet, why don't you kill her?
1: I thought that. At least she had to die, right? Because, like, from a character standpoint, like this is her mess. Mm-hmm. Like it would have it would have been full circle for her to actually die here, because she is actually the one who unleashed this kang on the quantum realm, technically.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. Imagine working with and befriending and getting to know Space Hitler,
1: right? <laughs> Because that's kind of what he comes off as. The way that shit was going at first, I was like, oh, this is really good. Mm-hmm. And, like, the whole, like, as soon as, like, the ship like, came on and everything, I was like, okay, like, this is really cool. But then, like, there's just no fucking stakes, man. Like, we're right back into that. It's not as bad as it was in Phase 4, but, I mean, we, we are in a an area where there's just no stakes.
0: Right. And on top of that, like, th- I feel like somehow... Not only are there no stakes, but it feels even worse than that because we're in the midst of this multiversal saga. Where even if someone does die, even if Ant Man did die here, they probably would just brought him brought him back for King Dynasty, right? Uh, so I don't know, like what what is death? Speaking of which, killing Kang was a huge mistake. I, I know that there's so many other Kang, Kangs. kings. We saw Rama Tut, we saw Immortus in like the post credit scenes. Okay, that's fine and dandy, but now we all know that he can be killed, right? You know? Like, like Ivan Drago didn't bleed when he fought Apollo Creed. He he bled well into the fight with Rocky. That's when you know that he's beatable. Like, you you don't. I don't know, man. It, that that just didn't sit right with me.
1: If Ant Man can one v one kill one of you, mm-hmm. then you're not that menacing. Right. I don't care how many of you there are.
0: You're your own minion, and that's just not imposing.
1: Yeah, they're gonna really have to do something because like. It it feels like they've ruined him already to an extent.
2: Yes, they could have really established him, Mm -hmm. and it wouldn't have taken much. Nobody gives a shit about Ant Man, right? Kill him, and and Janet, you know the whole group. Let Cassie live. Mm -hmm. Maybe the Wasp. That's it.
1: And and let me tell you, I loved the fight. Me too. Um, Up until it like became evident that they weren't gonna that it was going to end poorly. Uh, Also. Um, the shot I referenced earlier happens right around that time. It's, like, right after he breaks the ship or whatever, and you get that shot of Kang at the, like, standing, like, on, like, the kind of ruined ship, and, like, the camera, like, pans around, and it's just got, like, his whole empire below him. Right. And he, like, sees, like, the rebellion coming in and all this other shit. That shot was incredible. Yeah. Breathtaking shot. Loved it. And then,
0: for what? Yeah, Agreed. I wonder about the negative impact that this has on the casuals because, you know, for us, sure, maybe we were, I don't want to say overhyped, but, you know, we went into this with certain expectations because we know what Kang is capable of and we know that, you know, we're supposed to see him again. But if you're just a casual and you walk into this, I mean... He's uh, they got a great actor to play him, but at the end of the day, he's just another villain who's dead. Yeah, and, one and done. Yeah, you know, he's another one and done.
2: One thing I want to say, y'all talked a lot about Jonathan Majors several times with him sitting in his ship or on his throne. Mm-hmm. That shot right out of the comic. Yes. I was like, wow, the leg placement and everything. Right, like he absolutely nailed it. And then they kill him. So yeah,
0: and. I mean, you know, I think you both mentioned this, but they had so many ample opportunities to uh, to kill Ant-Man. And again, it's not that I want to see Ant-Man die, but it's just that sometimes the most impactful thing you can do in these movies is to, you know, bite it. And uh, for Ant-Man to play it seriously and for him to, uh, for the stakes to be so high, like it's, it's his family at stake here. And, and then on top of that, like the way I would have played it is this: like the whole story between him and his daughter is that he doesn't want to be the one to go in and, and get his hands dirty anymore, and she wants to be there to help to use these powers for the greater good. Have him willingly stay behind because who else is going to stop Kang? And have it, you know, it doesn't work for him because he can't he can't beat Kang. You know, I think that that just inspires Cassie so much. You know, I think that that would be a terrific send-off for Ant Man. And it would show just how menacing and powerful Kang is.
1: I, I agree with that. I, I think early in the movie, when they're at the table and she gives him the speech, like, you know, oh, yeah, 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 you helped save the world, whatever, whatever. What are you doing now? Like, I loved that. I thought that that was like really like spot on and I, I thought that like Paul I, Rudd, I didn't like
0: you you Joe you made a cure for cancer but what are you doing now <laughs>
1: right <laughs> well don't get me wrong like he he did help them like reverse the blip yeah but as we've explored in in the other properties like there's a lot that is wrong with the world because of that yeah um because like we halved the population and then all of a sudden we doubled it right and uh yeah I mean he he seems like he's just kind of chilling and he could be out there doing things. He, he seems like he's basically retired. Uh, I, think, and, I think that's
0: okay. I think I
1: retired. Uh, see, I I I, <laughs> I I think that in her eyes, though, like she like I can see I could see how someone with her like kind of optimism and things would would say that to him, and it would impact him in the way that he played it in the movie. Yeah, I was completely fine with this, but then like the seventh group of people that they meet, that she suddenly wants to help. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Another way they could have spun that would be like have one of those groups turn out to maybe not be the greatest. It, it was hard watching that spoiler alert for you, Job. But after watching like the latest episode of like The Last of Us, you see a group rise up and overcome, and then they're not that good of a people. Right. Yeah. And it's like okay, the way that this is painted is very much black and white. Like the ones who are in control are, are definitely the bad guys, and then the other guys are definitely the good guys. Right. Like that's kind of Cassie's outlook here, and I'm like, it would be great to see a little bit of, you know, juxtaposition or just a little bit of uh, creativity with how they tell that story because there's more nuance to stuff like that.
1: But I, I thought, and, and it was also hard too after. Uh, um, I this was my first time seeing that Guardians trailer that played before the movie, mm-hmm. and they're talking about what's the villain's name in the in three? Uh,
0: high Evolutionary.
1: Yeah, and he's like. That rocket drops that fucking sick line in the trailer where he's like, he doesn't want to create something perfect. He just doesn't like anything the way it is. I was like, oh shit! I was like, that's fantastic. And then like to see like the shallow kind of good versus evil that this got boiled down to. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Majors like does his absolute best with what's presented here. But like, yeah, I mean the. It's like we said, like the way that they just let you think that they're going to do something profound, and then once again decide not to do it. It's just like, I mean, they're they're cutting themselves off at the knees here, yeah, by trying to churn out this kind of stale, like, just product,
0: basically that we're getting. It's it's not helping, and uh, I mean, I think my score is closer to yours, Caleb, but it's it's like. How much longer do do they expect, like, specifically the casual fan base to just sit back and accept, you know, this kind of mediocrity, for like a better word?
1: I mean, they're not doing it now. I mean, you look at the box office, like, projections for this mm-hmm. one. It's lower than Love and Thunder. Really?
2: Yeah.
0: That's sad. Yeah.
1: And Love and Thunder didn't do well. So, you know,
0: and, like, I, I haven't been, like, You know, bigging up the MCU for the past couple years, but I've consistently maintained and been wrong. Every time one of the movies comes around, I've sat right here and I told Kevin, I said, hey, man, listen, uh, you know, we we may not be big fans of like these Thor movies, but I guarantee it's going to make a billion (laughs) dollars. No, I was like, man, Kevin, mark my word. This Doctor Strange movie is going to make a billion dollars.
1: It came close. Yeah, it came. close.
0: It, it, yeah, it, came it close. tried real hard. It, it tried real hard. But
1: I would have. Been, I would have put money on it like a year ago. Oh yeah, uh, that it was gonna. But I mean, they had everything going for them. They named it Doctor Strange, Mom, and it came out on Mother's Day. Like,
0: <laughs> come on, you know. Oh, it really was a year ago now, huh?
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess just going back to like that last fight scene. I, I really love like when things broke down. It was just. Like, Nathaniel Richards. They, they never named him in the movie, did they? No. That, was, uh, I wonder, that had to have been done intentionally. He was just the exile. Yeah, just the exile. What <laughs> what did he tell Janet, I wonder? His name was, well, what's your name? I'm just, I'm the exile. Call me Mr. X.
1: Or did he, did he just say Kang? Well, no, no, when no, she no, tells, she tells she who, who is Kang. Who is
2: Kang, yeah. I wondered yeah. that, too. I, yeah. She said they worked on this stuff for years, right? Right. Yeah. Um...
1: John Jacob Jingleheimer
0: Smith <laughs> and she's like you're not going to believe this shit <laughs> <laughs> they just called me Janet but, <laughs> but his name was my name too uh, Oh, see, and whenever they went out oh like, my, nah, we're done
1: with this we're done, I'm cutting this shit off right here oh my god <laughs> it is too late folks it is, it is way too late that popped me way harder than
0: it should have.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I, since Kevin's not here, go to bed.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah, go to bed. Okay. Um, uh, did you guys, uh, what'd you guys take away from the uh, post-credit scenes here? Hmm.
2: What'd you think, Joe? It's a lot of Kangs. Mm-hmm. That was a lot. A lot of, a lot of Kangs, Kangs hanging out. And more so for the, the final credit scene with Loki. What whatever year they were in,
1: I was probably more interested in that one than I was in the than the like the mid credit scene
2: than the Gang of Kings, yeah, the <laughs> Kang
1: Gang.
0: This got to be the Council of Kings,
1: right? Uh, is is that anything like the Council of Ricks?
0: I mean, so I I told this to Kevin on the podcast, but uh, when I told him about like the Council of Kings, he was like. Did Ricky Morty get that from Marvel? It's like they had to have. Do they have a citadel? It looks like a citadel. Well,
1: <laughs> it actually looks more like a coliseum, like yeah, a arena. Yeah, it
0: does. Yeah, yeah.
1: I I thought we for a minute there when I saw them all appearing, I was like, is this like some pre Secret war shit? Like, well, because the way are they going to fight? You know, it right. kind of looked like, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, like I, I could see like some crazy Kang shit where it's like they they're gonna like all fight for like who's the like mm. the Kangiest Kang or whatever.
2: Well, you're not entertained. <laughs>
0: yeah. But that's also kind of fucked, right? Because the way that um, I'm assuming that was Rama Tut and Immortus talking there at the end. It, they made it look like the Kangiest Kang is the one that died. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. he was almost he was like. You know, we see all these scenes of him, like, blowing up planets and shit, and he's like, you definitely uh, want to get, want me to get out of here, because, like, what's going to happen if, if, like, I don't get out of here? And I'm like, so, what exactly was he going to do? Like, if he's enough of a threat for, like, the whole council to banish him to the Quantum Realm, and, like, Ant-Man 1v1 killed him... <laughs>
0: Yeah, this some this math ain't mathing.
1: Maybe the Exile's not dead. You know, maybe when he got sucked into that engine or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe it like popped him out somewhere.
0: Probably. Well, if if we've learned anything about Marvel villains, he'll show up five, ten years later as like a comedic goofball version.
1: I'm hoping he's the one at the end, the in Loki.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm hoping
1: that's him. That it just like spit him out into like the past or whatever without any
0: of his tech. Yeah, just his brain and his Frederick Douglass heritage. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that <laughs> shit. You <laughs> gotta blend in with the time. Yeah, bro. yeah. I guess. <laughs> oh. Um yeah, I didn't uh I need to watch that, that mid credit scene again to kind of figure out more of what I was supposed to take away from it other than there is a council of kings in the MCU. Um, I don't really like that, though, just because I like the idea of like one menacing foe versus you know a million foes who could get one shot at. Um, yeah, I mean, it just seems like a lot of basic shit that Marvel should have known not to do that kind of did anyway, so i I don't know. um And as far as that last one goes, I mean, it's Loki. I did not like the Loki TV show. Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to try to check it out. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> okay. You haven't. So wait, you said you didn't like it. No. You said you're going to check it out.
1: Yeah. So Did you, you didn't rewatch watch all of it. Hmm? You watched
2: all of it though.
0: I mean like season two coming. Oh, yeah.
2: Okay, yeah. Okay. I know I'm going to, yeah, you I'm going to. Give it a second chance or what you meant.
0: I'm, I'm definitely going to rewatch season one. Uh, no. They, him and Kevin
1: both really hate Loki
0: season one. Yeah. Yeah thought it was uh pretty bad, as the uh, young folks say. It got,
2: it got a little out there.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. We don't need to get into that. It was a bad show. Um,
1: I thought it was pretty great, but, you know, this is water in here, right?
0: <laughs> you put it in number two, we're just going to turn this. <laughs> okay, uh, anything else for the spoiler field session want to talk about, guys?
1: I, I, I'm going to say this. I think that there's so much of this movie that's half-baked. It's like they threw all these ideas on a board, and like they were like, let's see what sticks. And then everything stuck, and they were like, all right, well, let's keep it all in there. And uh, like I think that the rebellion angle is half-baked. We don't ever really understand like what Kang is like, his ultimate kind of goal is in the quantum realm other than to rule it. I guess he is a conqueror so you know whatever that's what he does he conquers um I think the like Cassie Lang's arc was kind of underdone I thought that the ending with Kang was was pretty rough and and like there were no stakes um you know uh Hope definitely had not shit to do in this movie which
0: Yeah it was like say it was the opposite It was problem, the opposite right? of the second Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, there was a uh, uh, one scene where they did make Scott look pretty incompetent early on when they get sucked into the portal or whatever. Scott clearly looks over. Janet looks at him, hits the button, puts her suit on, flies through the thing. And Scott's just like, huh, I wish I had one of those suits.
0: <laughs>
1: and he doesn't put his on until like way later. And I'm Whoa. like, why would you not?
0: Well, what about Cassie? Because I was watching the movie the whole yeah. time. I was like, how did she get her suit? And surprise kind of the whole time. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, there were some little nitpicky parts like that. Like mm-hmm. I said, I I didn't hate this movie. Why? I didn't feel like I wasted my time watching it. But it's just like, man, listen, James Gunn is not fucking around. I think Guardians 3 is still going to make a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think that box office-wise, I think The Flash murders this movie. Unless, unless... Ezra Miller fucks up between now and
0: then. That's always a possibility. Yeah, yeah. Depending on what fuck it is, it could make the movie even more profitable. Yeah. If if he just kidnaps and robs the right people, then...
1: That's true. (laughs) Because there was a while there where it was like every podcast episode we recorded, it was like, guess what? Ezra Miller did this
0: week. It was almost a segment, Joe. Like, okay, (laughs) let's talk about what Ezra Miller did this week.
1: We had like the rap sheet at one point. (laughs) We're like, all right, well, he did this and that. (sighs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, Uh, But I think that's probably about all I have for this one Um, Again I thought that this movie Is Okay by like phase four standards And by okay I mean I'll never Probably watch this movie again I'll probably google some Kang scenes uh, Or YouTube some Kang moments But I'll probably never watch this movie From start to finish again Um too many missed opportunities for me to really say that this is just a you know a, a great rewatchable enjoyable flick and yeah I, I guess that ultimately I just think that this is not the way that they should have started off phase five you know they got off on the wrong foot they uh, they really should have started with something heavy uh, and like just put their best foot forward and yeah to me they just they didn't completely do that so I uh, I can't get jiggy with this shit. <laughs> that was a nice Friday reference. <laughs> what about you,
2: Joe? You got any final thoughts? Yeah, it was, I mean, it, every all the crap that was in that movie could have been fixed with a death at the end. Yeah, establish Kang. We're moving forward. We know who the villain's gonna be. He's getting bigger. He already took one Avenger out, or at least like you know the old folks or something. Let him have his moment. We all went there for Kang. Yeah. All your non-casuals are going there for Kang. Right. I just, I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. It's not hard. You you gave three great ways for Ant-Man to die. Off the top of your head. What's going on, Marvel?
1: They should just hire me. I mean, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah, I
2: mean. Do I need to send a petition in
0: or?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll jump on board.
0: I'm a writer. Yeah. Yeah. I would also like to point out that. One of the executive producers was Victoria Alonzo, and I've been saying for the longest time, that woman is the devil. Keep her away from these Marvel movies. She
1: is the Kathleen Kennedy. Did you notice when the credits rolled, like, she keeps, her name keeps moving up in the mm-hmm. credits. Like, she was right after Feige this time. Yeah. 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 In in, this- in the big Feige letters. Right. Yeah. Not, not like... Kevin Feige and then like sixteen print. Yeah, and by the no. way, Victoria Alonso was on the set. No, she got like the Feige letters. Right,
0: right. Now fuck that. I, listen, this is not the time to fuck around or experiment, Feige. You gotta, you gotta get all hands on deck, and by all hands, I mean your two hands, and yeah. <laughs> fix this shit. Yeah, because because James
1: Gunn is coming, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I swear, man, if I'm sitting here next year. Talking about how All-Star Superman was way fucking better than Born Again. I, I'm i going to throw this <laughs> mug through that wall.
2: It's not going to happen.
1: You say that, man. It's not going to happen. You say that. I hope
0: not. It shouldn't happen. Not unless we're in the darkest timeline. So, so let me ask you this, Joe. And then I promise you we'll get out of here. <laughs> Do you think that Daredevil Born Again will be better than daredevil season three on netflix Ooh. hmm.
2: i don't know
1: yeah that's tough right? Yeah.
0: Seeing's believing we'll see yeah it
2: better, better come strong
0: yeah they gotta show me something i mean the story's there oh yeah just don't screw it up i, I just don't know if they can do a better job with it than you know what netflix already did right It's going to be tough.
1: They should have got Steven tonight back. Oh, yeah. Because he has nothing but bangers. Right. Um, Everything he's involved in. So, I I don't know. But Mm -hmm. I am glad he's making more Spartacus. But I would have liked for him to do Born Again and then. Right. Yeah, you had the last decade to make more Spartacus. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Could have did that whenever.
1: Yeah. I, so I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm just, not ungrateful. It's just a little break. Yeah, just pop in and film for 18 months on <laughs> Born Again because it's like it's like one month per episode, and then you know, fuck off and do whatever you want to do after that. Yeah, because I guarantee you, they're not going to do another 18 episode order of this, maybe ever. Especially the the rumor right now is that they're cutting all these Disney Plus shows that we're yeah. only going to get Secret Invasion. And um, Loki. It, and Loki season two, and yeah. they uh, what if is like a question mark, and everything else is like, there's always been a
0: question mark after what if yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you don't you. get to give yourself
1: that <laughs> real piece of shit, Morty,
0: but you know, uh, that is like super interesting, though, right? Because they are talking about cutting all of that or at least temporarily shoving it. So, what's that, Agatha? Uh, Echo, Ironheart, basically everything on Disney Plus that you wondered, what are they going to do with this? They're shelving. It's almost like maybe you guys should have thought about this shit to begin with. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, I we're fine with it. Like, if you want to show me what fucking Scott Lang is doing on the weekend, I'm alright with that shit. Mm-hmm. But I don't need an Echo show.
0: I just don't. Yeah, and I'm like, so Werewolf by Night gets a special and Echo gets a, a whole TV show? Right. Like I, I enjoyed her in uh the Hawkeye show, but I'm like, what are we gonna do for a whole season?
1: I would watch a Kate Bishop show.
0: Oh yeah. But
2: I don't I don't need an Echo show. I just I'm good. E- yeah. Echo's gonna be better in half the shows that were out there though. Yeah, that's not a tall order though. I understand.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean and and um I you know, Ironheart is DOA. I mean, they definitely didn't do anything. For Riri and Black Panther to make any of us be like, oh, yeah, this can't wait to see this now. As a matter of fact, it had the opposite effect. I was hyped to see them pull a Kamala Khan and do a better version on screen than they did in the pages. And then we got somehow less than what's in the pages. It's just a plot device.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I still don't know how that happened. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I don't know either.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know that's Joe's favorite, though. You, you're a big uh, Riri Williams fan.
2: Who is Riri Williams? <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: That's perfect. That's perfect. Um, okay, one more thing, and then we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up here. Just to make this, uh, you know, this Ant Man review feel complete. Uh, after Endgame, everybody talked about, you know, uh, Thanos skate, and by Thanos skate, I mean his butthole, and how oh. Scott Lane should have crawled up there and exploded, and that would have been the perfect way. Uh, to annihilate Thanos So putting that aside What is the most creative way Scott Could have feasibly done To uh, to get rid of Kang and vice versa What's the most creative way that Kang could have killed Someone like Ant-Man <laughs> God damn it, man. Now remember <laughs> Kang probably also Has seven holes in his body as well So <laughs> We assume. We We assume assume
1: that. That is one thing that this movie will do, is it will get everyone in the theater to count how many (laughs) holes they have.
0: That's a fact. Yes. I I think we all did
1: it. (laughs) Every single person. You could have heard a pin drop for the next two minutes in that movie. Everyone's like, okay, yep, 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 okay. And about that
2: time, Scott Lang goes, oh, yeah, that's
0: right. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. It's like someone timed like the average length. Uh Uh-huh. It takes to think about it, yeah.
1: Yeah. Some of this humor in this movie really does land, and Mm -hmm. that is one of the, the ones that does. So it's not all bad gags. Like there are some some winners in there. Uh, I actually like the Modog death. The the, the, <laughs> the urine avenger. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> Fucking that shit. That shit got me. That's funny. Uh, yeah. Creative ways to kill Kang. I mean, he could have uh, attached one of those when they, when they had the big fucking force fields and shit up. Mm-hmm. He could have attached one of the discs that, like, makes him huge or whatever right. to it. Right. And just had the force field just, like, shred him, you know? Slice him up. That would have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just on the throne all of a sudden. He's just enormous and, like, the shield just, like, melts yeah. him. That would have been cool.
0: That would have been cool. Yeah.
1: Something like that. And then uh, the opposite way, like, I, I really would have liked to see, like, uh, maybe uh, he grabs, like, Scott, and Scott tries to do the thing where he gets enormous, and Kang just like grabs him and like pushes against the pim particles and just like <laughs> yeah. fucking crushes him. That would have been oh. incredible. Well,
0: that would have been cool.
1: I would have loved to have seen yeah. something like that. Because after that, everyone would have been walking out of there like, "Oh, we should not fuck with Kang." Right. Right. Now it's just like, I mean, he's he's basically fucking. What's his name from the Dark World? Uh, yeah, Malkith. Yeah, Malkith. Yeah. I can never think of his name. <laughs> it's almost like he didn't have a lot to
2: do with it. I'm not answering how Kang should get killed because he shouldn't have been killed so yeah. let's just cut that off right there <laughs> alright fuck your theories and as far as a way for Kang to kill Ant-Man it don't matter it just should have been brutal mm-hmm. just should have been you know shocking. All I like the one where he's hugging Cassie yeah, and just you know something goes through his head yeah and Kang's just standing there like I told you. Mhm. I told you. Cuz he's throughout, you have to admit even in battle, he was, Kang was pretty calm. Oh yeah. Because he was he knew he was in control. I've done this before, you know, like putting Tom Brady on a football field. Right. He he's done this before. He's not going to get worked up or nothing. But yeah, no. It just it was terrible. This terrible.
1: Yeah, I I agree like even at the end like when it's just the two of them, when it comes down to just that fight, and Kang's like, I want you to remember, you could have gone back. Like, you could have mm-hmm. seen your daughter. That would have been just the perfect time. Even exactly. if it's just a visceral, like, he just beats oh, yeah. him to death. Yeah. No
2: tech. Right. Just mm-hmm. 1v1. I'm going to enjoy this the way Thanos was like, I'm right. going to enjoy this. Take yeah. the gloves off here.
1: Yeah, like at this point, it's just like, I'm man of my word. I said I was going to do this. Mm-hmm. You fucked up, Ant Man. Like, yeah. you're done. You done fucked up, AA Ron. <laughs> And that uh, it would have been great. I mean, even they could have even done, like, a first-person thing, like fucking like Kratos, like uh, oh, God of War yeah, III. Yeah. They obviously couldn't have done that much blood. Right, that would have been too <laughs> visual. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but just, like, something where he just annihilates him or whatever, uh, and uh, maybe he tosses the body through the port. I don't know. But, it, you know, it, anything that would have just left a, a lasting impact and made it feel like this movie had some emotional stakes. Mm-hmm. I can see why the critics are giving it, uh, you know, some some bad scores. I don't think it, it's definitely not, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, it's like only Eternals is worse than this. It, it, there's there's worse movies in yeah. MCU than this yeah. one. There's just a whole lot of better movies in the MCU than this one.
0: So. Correct. I think I would have, uh, I gave this movie, I ended up giving it a 6.5. I think in order for me to give it like an 8.5, uh, not only would they have to change the ending, but for the beginning, I would have done what uh, Days of Future Past did. You remember seeing that movie, Joe? Of course. You remember the opening to that, where it's the X Men being holed up, and they're trying to hold off until they can send Wolverine's consciousness back in time. But in the meanwhile, like the X Men are just getting—they're right. they're putting up a good fight, but they're getting annihilated by these Sentinels. Right. I would have loved an opening scene, Kang, you know, just annihilating a version of the Avengers. You know, oh, seeing yeah. what he's all about.
2: I like that, too.
0: I think that, I mean, just, and, and even if you don't want to, like, show all of it, just a silhouette of him, give us something to be afraid of and to look forward to. Uh, I think that also would have been extremely well. And it would have backed up his words because as of now, I don't believe him when he says that he killed Thor, you know. No, he's Booster <laughs> Gold now. Yeah, right. He's Booster Gold. If Booster Gold decided just to be a straight up villain, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's just, oh, well, I went into the future and got a bunch of future tech. Right. Or he's actually from the future, right? Originally. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I just went back in time where I seem like a super villain. Because, <laughs> you know, I have this technology that everyone <laughs> has now. <laughs> that's what it comes off as in this movie. It does. Do better, yeah. Kevin Foggy.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I think that's going to be all for this one. Caleb Joe. Thank you, too, so very much for joining me for this review. The first in Phase 5.
1: Woof.
0: You know, we, <laughs> yeah.
1: we're in for another ride here. We,
0: I mean, well, hey, listen, guys, we can all, the three of us, come back here and do it in March for Shazam, Fear of the Gods, Joe's other favorite movie. I'm out.
1: The, see, the way my <laughs> march is shaping out, the way I got it set up, <laughs> damn it, man, I, yeah, I probably will be here for that. <laughs> That movie's going to suck terribly. Like, like oh. all my hype for DC that I have right now is going to be sucked out by that movie that just looks... I mean, it just, it just looks like if it came out in, like, 2001, mm-hmm. that it might have been okay. Yeah. You know? It, it's going to be the Morbius of DC. Or it, worse. Oh, geez. Have you seen Morbius? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> if Shazam hits a bat, Kamehameha, then I... I, I might give what, it a... <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I I'm, might. I might be like, "Well, I didn't see that coming." I'll be right. honest.
0: <laughs> the first Shazam was so bad. I didn't think it was awful.
1: Yeah, I didn't hate it. Actually. Uh, it was. It was. Yeah. It
0: was generic, sure, but I didn't think it was
2: awful. What's your age again? Because that that movie was for six to eight year olds.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I liked Miss Marvel, so I can't really <laughs> comment on any of this. Because that 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 is straight up uh, Disney Channel. Marvel. So I didn't, I didn't watch that garbage. It was not as bad as you think until like the very end when fucking Carol shows up,
0: looking like she hasn't had a sandwich in eighteen years. <laughs> she looked rough.
1: How did they add Brie Larson to the Fast franchise? Were they like, you know what, this is this is not boring enough? This is, you know what, that, that's the problem. Our movies are too good. You know what we need we need Brie Larson. Somebody get her on the phone. Like like it was gonna be hard to get a hold of her. <laughs> Her agent picks up on the half ring. Hello? Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the agent picks up and says, Don't hang up.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Are you a telemarketer? Please stay on the phone. <laughs> she must have been doing some serious favors for Weinstein
0: or one of them guys. Oh man. I I've always said she's she's got some dirt on Kevin Boggy. That's the, the only way. Yeah. Nothing yeah. else adds up. Yeah. She's awful. Yeah. All All right. Right, I, yeah, well. I can't think of a better way to end this episode than by saying that Brie Larson is awful. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but that's going to be it for this review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania Kang the Conqueror Prelude to Dynasty Part 1. man
1: 115, <laughs> <11-D5.
0: Yeah. laughs> Quantum Boogaloo. Quantum Boogaloo. Uh, maybe we'll, by the time we get King Dynasty, Kang would be imposing again. We'll see. A lot could happen between now and then. Uh, But that's going to be all for this one. Fine gentlemen, you too. Thank you again for joining me. Uh, Look forward to uh, hearing and seeing what you guys have going on with the suplexes and microphones. And also, of course, an Evolve review. Uh, You guys have anything you want to plug?
1: I will. uh, I'll plug some Entertainment Evolve stuff real quick. Next week, we're going to be reviewing episode six Last of Us. Yep. Uh, And uh, Lauren is coming on from Coffee and Lore for that. Really, really excited. And... Um, we are um we are the title sponsor for uh Title Belt Pro, which is coming up, which is gonna be in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, we are gonna have uh a guest on next week that is I'm surprised it's the first time he's been on my show, but we are gonna have none of the Sean Legacy on the program and we're gonna we're gonna chop it up with him. If you need to uh, kind of sate your appetite for that between now and then, there is an excellent suplexes and microphones interview with him that you can check out from a few years ago. And I'm on that as well. So, uh, yeah, we actually talked to Sean a little bit then, and uh, it'll be interesting to see, like, kind of the differences and where he has gone since then. So I'm really looking forward to all of that. And then we're going to be covering Mandalorian every single episode. That's March. That's uh, starting on March 1st. So I'm going to be very, very
0: busy. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes, you will.
2: I don't have anything with Suplex Microphones going on right now, so y'all be sure to check out Entertainment Evolved. I will. We're going to be putting out
0: the content. Oh, yes. They got the meats. Is that taken?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think that is taken. We'll reuse it the way Marvel just reuses everything like we were talking about. Oh, Yeah, we're just going to change
1: it until we got the
0: eats. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's going to be all for this one, guys. So, until next time, my name is Superhero Homie Q. I'm Superhero Homie Caleb. That makes me
2: Superhero Homie Joe.
0: Till next time.